This is the Authentic Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Nick Foley and Stu Saunders. Here we go. This is what I got to say. All right. Welcome to the Authentic Entrepreneurs. My name is Nick Foley. And my name is Stu Saunders. Woo! I just blew the microphone. <laughs> now, you if you're watching, you know that we are not in our usual spots. And if you're hearing this song, it's should I stay or should I go? It's making choices, making decisions. It's the clash. I turned it off. If you're listening, you just realize that I said I was Nick Foley, and you said you were Stu Saunders, and I'm not. And we're not. I'm I'm Stu, and I'm Nick. Yeah, but we messed things up because we got a question. We did a, a Q and A episode um, a little bit ago, and one of the questions we got was a kind of like a really honest, heartfelt question. It didn't really fit into our fun episode. If you haven't listened to our Q and A episode from I think a week ago now, invest some time while you're in a car and you have nothing else to do <laughs> like like invest like a it would be like i would say like you're not looking to learn much from it but uh, there are some tidbits there i think there, it was some good it was some good humor but it you're was, looking to laugh a little bit there were some good laughs we thought it was funny I, I loved it man i really i really enjoyed it and uh but um so one of the questions i got though was it was it was it was a really really heartfelt question and it, it and she asked me she said Stu, i struggle with all the change that I adaptation I have to do as an entrepreneur, like every day is different, and I never know if I'm doing it the right way or the wrong way, and I and I don't change is hard, and that comes with like trying and failing and trying again and 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 changing direction, and so the question was how do you as a seasoned entrepreneur deal with the change or you know are there is there a secret to dealing with change um, or dealing with having to adapt or change course. And, you know, I think everyone knows that change is hard. All right? Like, change is not easy. And in fact, if you hit watch our screen, I even changed up our font. Look at this. Check this font out. Boom! It says change. Cool font. Um, it's called shark. Um, it's anyway, called what? Shark. Shark? As in, like, like, uh, a, like big a fish. fish. Yeah. Like big eats, fish. Eats other fish. Big fish, big fish, big fish. Oh, my God. Mama shark. Big ba- fish. Ba- ba- oh, my daughter loves Pop that. Pop shark. Da, 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 da. Do, 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 Baby do, shark. Anyway, so, Nick, what, like, you've done a lot of things. You, 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 know, you, you have changed your career. Mm-hmm. You know, we're filming a movie right now um, called Chapter 3, um, and it's about post-secondary choices in life. Watch her coming to a theater near you. Um, and one of the things we found in interviewing a lot of college kids, specifically a lot of college students, um, how many times they changed their career choices. So, like, talk about change for you. Like, what about you? What was change? Because you're you're an entrepreneur. You're you're a self-employed entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You have a staff, but you wanted to be a hockey player for a while. Like, that's completely different. Yeah. So first of all, like to 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 directly talk to that young lady that asked that question, we all struggle with it. Yeah. You know, and for the amount of times that I've had to change and pivot in my life in the direction of my business or, you know, just in career paths, um, you know, it was always a struggle. It was always a struggle to to go from, okay, this is what I want to do, and that's in your head, to actually taking, you know, actual steps to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you mentioned about playing hockey. Like when I was growing up, 
when I was growing up, I was like, all I want to do is play in the NHL. All I, want, like, I just want to play in the NHL. And I realized that the steps to do that for me, for my path, would be to play in the OHL. Well, at, at a young age, a relatively young age, I had to move for, from my house. So I was living with my family and then I, I got... I had to go and play. Because you got drafted in the yeah. NHL. And I, and I had to, so I lived at home my first year because I was drafted in my hometown, but then I got traded. And so I left as a 17 year old. And for me, it was one of those things where it was like, you know, there was a big change, right? Because I was in high school, I was in my last year of high school, and then I had to uproot myself and go and live with a family, which mm -hmm. was a huge change. What I've learned though from that, and so, you know, and then going and played hockey and, and, and I live with the families or what have you, and then I got traded to another team and it got a little easier because I knew the process a little bit, but different family, more change. And then I went out to university and it was a little bit more consistent, but you know, that's kind of giving you the, the quick the quick lowdown. But what I've learned from from the change is is with change, even though it can get a little um, little bit, you know, hairy to start, a little bit of messy to start, it's scared to start, uh, I've always felt that I've I've grown internally because of it. You know, mm -hmm. when I moved away from home at a relatively young age, like I said, you know, I learned more about myself because I had to make more decisions. I had to, you know, make more adult-like decisions. Even though I was living with a family, I was the one that was responsible yeah. for my for my decisions. I remember my dad saying, he's like, don't say anything to tarnish or do, say or do anything to tarnish the last name. You know what I mean? And it was one of those things that you had to yeah. make good decisions and stuff, you know? So what I felt after change, you know, I, growing up is that I always felt stronger and more educated life-wise life -wise, when I made those decisions to, 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 to take, to, to change, right? Yeah, and, and it isn't necessarily the big stuff either. Even the small things are, are not, you know, you get uncomfortable, right? Like change is uncomfortable. That, that's what it is. You're uncomfortable with change. Because it's not the ordinary, it's not the normal, right? Like even us changing spots today, I asked you. I'm awkward. It's like, yeah. I said, how do you feel? You're like, I don't like it. I'm like, I don't like it either. Like, it's not our spots. We've done, you know, we've been doing this for five months. Yeah. Or four months now. No, 20 episodes, four, that's five months. Yeah. Almost six months of doing this. And we've always sat in the same spot. So even that little quick change is like, we can get, it's simple change. You can get used to it. Yeah. But it's uncomfortable, and no one likes to, to change and, and get uncomfortable, yeah, right? Exactly. And I think that's change means it's, it's a great quote. Um, a ship is always uh, a ship is always safe and safest in the harbor, but it's not what a ship was built for, um, you know. And so it's like the safe harbor of the known yeah. rather than the ocean or seas of the unknown. Right. Yeah. So the ship is in the harbor; it, it knows where it is. It's safe. You know, for the most part, it's not gonna, nothing's gonna happen to it. It's always safe. That's right. Never has to leave home, never leaves dock. It's fine. If it leaves dock and it goes into the ocean, it has no idea what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. It's like when you start a business. Yeah. When you start any business, legitimately want to start a business with a legitimately good idea or service or product or whatever it is you want to do, and you take that leap of faith, and we have an activity at camp called Leap of Faith where you have to jump off a pole and hope that your people at the bottom are holding the rope, which they are, but your belay team is holding. So you've got to like take all the energy, just, that's what it is. It's a, that's a physical manifestation of, yeah. of making that leap of faith. But when you're in business and you're leaving a business, like say you had a job nine to five, like you were a teacher, yeah. another one. You were a teacher and you went from teaching into entrepreneurship because um, you went from hockey to teaching, teaching into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And I think that is like, you had a, you, you said it before, you had a regular paycheck. Mm -hmm. Pension, consistent uh, benefits. Yeah, all that. You come home after summers work. Summers off. Summers off to work. Week yeah. Weekends off. Christmas two weeks. Exactly. And and you have to like take and people think you're crazy. Yeah. Great and, job. And, and, and probably part of that change 
fear is people, when you tell them you want to be an entrepreneur, people think you're crazy. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And another thing, I mean, it was interesting because people on the outside, they were going to judge you anyway. So you might as well give them something to judge. But it was my family that was like, you want to do what? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like yeah. consistent and you had this paycheck and it was, a, you know, working as a teacher. I loved it, mm-hmm. but it just, it wasn't, I wanted to do different things. I wanted to do things for, to help people, but on my own, my own terms. So yeah. my question for you, I guess, is uh, here's, here's a question for you. What did you learn from the change that you've had to make in your life and in your business? Like what are, what are some takeaways? Like, okay, because of this, I mean, you've changed paths in your business. I mean, you run several companies under one entity and you've had to change direction many times. So what are some, what are some takeaways or some tangible things that you can take away and be like, okay, I've learned this about myself based solely on, on change. So when you, when you want to change, you can, there's two ways to change it, right? One is you choose to change yeah. and two, you're forced to change. <laughs> right, yeah. And they're very different, but they also have similar un, uncomfortable feelings. So I, and there's different lessons from both. So if I was to tell you one big story, uh, back in our op4.com days, we, we've talked about it a number of times in the podcast, we actually built the website twice. And so the first time, each time a million dollar built. I said websites are free on Wix. Yeah. It was a million dollars to build a website. In the late 90s. Like 1999. 1999. Back in the dot-com boom. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. To, you had to go to a company, a web design firm. And there's thousands of those now, but back then there wasn't a lot. Well, just to give you some perspective, we built We Be Us on Wix for mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, that's a viable company that works every day. That you had to spend a million dollars to do yeah. a site that's probably doesn't have the same capabil- capabilities that like a Wix plugin would. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. So, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, no, you're right. It's yeah. just crazy to think it's about it, right? Like yeah. we have the authenticentrepreneurs.net. Yeah, exactly. Not, and it's ever gone to it maybe, but yeah. like it has video and audio yeah. and links and all this stuff. Yeah. And it, I did it like in 30 minutes yeah. on my computer at home on, with a Wix page. Um, we are not sponsored by Wix, but if Wix wants to sponsor us, yeah. we will not say no. Yeah, we'll gladly we'll say. We'll gladly say yes. We're always looking for a sponsor, um, but, um, but we're not doing it for that reason. Um, but we built the entire website, op4.com, and we launched it, the Prime Minister launched it, of Canada, Jean Chrétien, launched the website in Vancouver, and a million dollar build, a couple hundred thousand dollars in promotion marketing and the actual launch itself. And less than eight weeks later, we scrapped it and rebuilt the entire thing. Really? Everything. So at what point, okay, was that a force change or so was it that? Was, it was a decision that I had to make. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just me, but that our executive team had to make, but I was the president of the company. Right. And the feeling of the, what came out, no one liked it. Like we spent, we spent weeks in focus groups and branding companies and design firms. And we worked with the biggest, at the time, the biggest, one of, one of the top two or three biggest web design firms in the world, Blast Radius. And they were doing GM and Volvo and and uh, uh, G-Shock watches and Nintendo. Like they were huge, and they built our website. And we had to go back and say, "People hate this website. They're not buying into it." And they said, "It's going to cost you a million dollars to redo it all." And we could have had patience and stuck with it, and maybe it would have worked. And we said no, and that change hurt so much. Really? Oh, we were terrified. Like you build and build and build and build, and you realize you're wrong. You have to. So it's pride. Yeah. Change is often damaging to your pride too. Yeah. And you're like, we we effed up. 
did you know when you saw the site for the first time in your gut? Hated. As it, you hate it. So as soon as you knew hated that, did you like I should have acted then? Yeah. And it just snowballed. I got pushed, ar- I got pushed around right. by my partners. But you're um, young, right? I mean, you're all was, young. Like, yeah, I was uh, 28, mm. 29, and I was uh, and I and I. I I, I never liked it. I didn't like the look. I didn't like the feel of it. I like it wasn't what I wanted to do. But it's like the, the colors were wrong. It was like it was pastel colors. It was all just it was really weird. And then I said, no, it has to be it has to be edgier and cooler. And and so we went back and redid the whole th- another million dollars. So I had to go to our investors and say we screwed up. We need more money. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard. So that change was really really hard. Yeah. The second change I would tell you would be a personal change, which was. Um, divorce and and so I got I was married and got divorced um, not by my choice at the time by any means um, but my wife left and um, it was awful like it was awful like it was it was I was all alone right like I, I didn't you know and there was definitely it wasn't it doesn't matter whose fault it was but it was definitely hard for me and and I had to pat, and I, I sat there for a long time, and I and I decided that I had to pull the plug on my sadness and make a change, and it involved me selling my home where my kids and I lived, and uprooting my life and moving three hours north to open a camp in Aurelia with no clients and no guaranteed revenues. Mm. And never have I been more terrified in that moment. So the change was leaving a. A married life with a beautiful home with a big backyard and a pool and 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 kids and and a nice house like a beautiful home two cars like and then saying selling all that and throwing it into this the the abyss of the unknown right and I it literally it took it took me years to understand that we talk you know we talked about the the, the, the ripple effect of change right we make a decision mm-hmm. and how you know, if you make one, I did my TED talk on it. If you haven't watched it, micro decisions, right? It can have macro, macro impacts. Impact, yeah. Fantastic talk. Um, thanks. It's, it'll be in the show notes. Um, or look, look up TEDxUW on YouTube. But, and my name, Stu Saunders. Um, but one thing I teach I, I teach at camp is with change, If you, you, you haven't got the benefit of this, but it helps you in the future. So let's say, Nick, okay, for me, I'll do it myself. Cause I talk, so, when I got divorced, it was one of the worst days of my life. Sure. Like when I found out my marriage was over. Like I was sad. And a couple of things happened after that made, even, made me even more sad. And I thought my life was over, right? And this is the problem with like people who, who live in the moment too much. Mm-hmm. They, they don't look at the five years out, 10 years out, 20 years out. They think my life is over now and this is it. That they're, you know, the world, people see the, the limits of their vision as the limits of the world. Right and 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 so they don't they don't see anything else. So fast forward um, eight years after my my marriage is over, and I'm hanging out with my staff and we're doing these we used to do these programs called PPDs, personal and professional development. And I said, take the worst experience in your life from from like five years or, or later, five years or, or farther back. Take the worst experience in your life and and write out everything that happened since then that reflects back to that moment and nine times out of ten you will end up realizing that you're in a better place than you were so say it again for our listeners to like that's a really great reflective statement so say that again so take the worst experience in your life okay 
like usually it's you know you have, you have to go more than a year out, like <clears throat> yeah. a few years out i say five but depending on your age it may be hard to go five yeah. years out but take the worst experience in your life and then go go back to that moment as clear as you can a journal is great and then write all the things that have happened since then because of that and you'll find out more times than not that your life is better than it was and it would not be in the place you would not be or it would not be as good if it hadn't happened to you mm-hmm. and this can take years to happen but yeah. often those things that are you're scared to do or the changes that are terrifying that once you do them there's rough messy ugly stuff right um, Robin Sharma always says changes hard at the beginning messy in, in the middle, middle yeah. and beautiful in the end yeah. and that's so true right like it's like Arthur Schopenhauer said it as well like it's not it's not groundbreaking but it's true like I if, had my wife not left me we would not be here right now like we'd be, we'd be alive I'd be alive yeah. I hope but we would not be doing authentic entrepreneurs right and I, 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 and you can go back to you can go back through life, right? Yeah. I can go back to like not graduating from high school yeah. and thinking it was the shittiest thing in the whole world. But had I graduated from high school and taken a different path, to university or college, and got a degree in something, this would not be here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have had my kids. I wouldn't have got divorced. Met my new my new amazing partner in life, the best person I could ever ask for, Jenny. Yeah. So like my life is so much better because of that horrible moment that I literally cried mm-hmm. every day. This is so authentic and so open and raw. But I literally cried for days, for 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 for, for a month. Yep. Like my life was done, right? And I don't ever share that with anybody. But like, I would not be. I would be. I'd be. A, I'd be. A, uh, I would be a shadow of the person, a shell of the person I was, of the person I am now. Yep. Had I stayed in that marriage. So that's some practical, that's some amazing insight, man. So that the best thing would change is to, there's two ways of doing it. One, the question I, I always learn, like, is what's happening to you now, or the, ch- or the decision you're making now, the change in five years, will it matter? Yeah. For the better or for the worse? Will it matter, yeah. And secondly, the worst thing in your whole life has ever happened to you, look back at it and try and look at the ripple effect backwards from that moment, right? So take your moment and go yeah. backwards. Yeah. To that and, and find all things that change. Buddha says, not that we're a religious thing, but Buddha says you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Right? So everything in life is you, you are where you are because of the decisions and the things that have happened to you. So that's it. Like, had you not played, had you not failed, mm-hmm. and, and not, no, I know what you're saying, I'm not, had you not it, yeah. failed in making the OHL, I swear, NHL. Yep. You would not have done We Be Us. Nope, absolutely. There not. wouldn't be twenty eight thousand pairs of socks in people's hands had you been in the NHL. Yeah, absolutely. You're hundred percent. You probably right. would have had a bigger paycheck and cared less. Yep, exactly. You know, it's such a such an interesting, <clears throat> you know, like, it's, it's such an authentic thing for you to do, like the way that you talked about, you know, your your journey. You know, it reminds me, you know, I, it was interesting. I remember when my daughter Bryn was born. And you know, you know the story with Bryn. Mm-hmm. For those of you that are not listening, you, you may not know. Or for those of you listening, you may not know. So, so my wife and I uh, had Bryn when, uh, on uh, September 10th, 2012. And when she was born, shortly after, she was identified with having uh, Down syndrome. Yeah. And we didn't know. We didn't take any tests before. And uh, we just thought because the doctor told us once it's one in 1500 chance and I'm exactly sure on the number or something around there. We were like, you know what? We're not going to take the test. What's the chances? Yeah. You know, we didn't take it either. And um, she was born and I went home. She came early 
and I went home and I got her um, crib ready. We weren't ready, we had it in the room, but it wasn't done up. And I remember walking in back into the, the hospital and my wife said, where are you? And I said, I'm in the parking lot. She's like, we need to talk. And I couldn't take another step. I was like, what's wrong? Is she okay? And she's like, just get in here. And she started, she was crying. I could tell my wife was crying. And, and she's like, you need to get in here. And I, I ran in as quickly as I could and I got there and it was just Brooke and she was holding Bryn. And she said, the doctor came in and said, um, that Bryn has Down syndrome. And, you know, it's interesting because you talk about that moment, you know, you, you have these things in your life where you're just like, you you know, your daughter, you have a born you have a new child and it's, she's born and you're just like, you think about yeah. ways your life is going to be. And I remember and just, changes. yeah, everything. And, you know, we talk about this, my wife and I talk about it, Brooke and I talk about it all the time. And we always say we wouldn't change a thing about Bryn. She has brought us so joy, so much joy yeah. and so much has learned us, yeah. learned helped us learn so much about empathy and I remember going out leaving after they were they fell asleep, long story short they made they both fell asleep and and Bryn was sleeping and well and um, and Brooke was sleeping I went out and I, I called my cousin I'll never forget Michelle Foley or Michelle Cook and, and Matt Cook I called them and I was crying my eyes out and I just didn't know how to comprehend it because we didn't we weren't prepared because everything you had everything you had thought was going to happen exactly was no longer gonna exactly happen, the way you thought it was exactly the way we thought it was and so I just didn't know how to comprehend it. Mm -hmm. and, and she says something to me, she goes, Nick, she's like, Bryn and your life is now your new normal. And I'm just like, "Yeah, you're right, absolutely. And it was so funny because accept it. from that, yeah, I accepted it and we learned so much. And if it was, if Bryn wasn't born the, the, the perfect way that she was supposed to be born, and I say it, and I say that wholeheartedly because she has taught us so much and she is so, you know, you know, I mean, you're one of my closest friends, you know, like we're, she's the apple of my, my yeah. eye, but here's the thing we wouldn't have started Move for Inclusion, that charity that helps, yeah. you know, people and, and we wouldn't have done the things that we've done. I wouldn't have cycled across the country. Like, if it wasn't for Bryn and that moment. And when at the moment probably was like, you were like, you're probably like, we're probably swearing. Absolutely, I was. I was swearing, I was crying, I was cursing the, I, like, the sky. why, why, this is the Absolutely. worst thing ever. It's not what we planned for, it's not what we wanted. Absolutely. You know, and you, when you have kids, you have these expectations they are going to be a certain way. Yeah. You know, I have three kids and you just, you're like, they're all going to turn out a certain way. And this is not what I planned. This is not the ABC, get married, have kids, be a grandparent, yeah. da, 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 whatever. And, and that all changes like yeah. that. And it turned out like your blessing did. It turned out to be the greatest thing that's ever happened to our family. And you know, my divorce, yeah. although dirty and messy mm -hmm. at the moment, like... I don't know what my life yeah. would look like. Yeah. We couldn't be more, th well, here's the thing. We couldn't be more grateful and thankful for having to gone through it. That horrible, crappy change, yeah. that our unexpected plan, change yeah. to our expected, change to our, what plans we had made. Yeah, exactly. Um, made us better people and probably, I would better say life. our lives better oh, in general. I couldn't, I, I couldn't imagine my life any different now. Yeah, you know, so I think it's a very, you know, a very open and honest conversation. And brother. I think, you know, to wrap it up, yeah. to bring it back to the authentic entrepreneurs, don't become an entrepreneur if you're not willing to roll with the punches and yeah. pre be prepared for change and be prepared for um, failure. And understand that you're, yeah, exactly, and that your finish line may not look the same when you get there as it did in your head. Yeah, yeah. like the company you may start tomorrow may look completely different five years from now and be completely this a completely different entity completely and if you're like if you're so dead set against like this is how it has to be um you probably shouldn't entrepreneurship probably not for you no you should probably get a nine-to-five job yeah absolutely if you because need that consistency you need to have that that safety blanket because entrepreneurship is all about change yeah. 
And I still believe like, it's so funny. I think to myself, like what you said, like move, move for inclusion wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. Nope. Like the, the lives if you affected with that. And then also like, if I not gotten divorced, I wouldn't have had that camp in Aurelia. Yeah. And literally, literally marriages and friendships and yeah. people would not be in this planet today. That's right. Yeah. And it's in the way they are, had I not got separated from my ex-wife. Exactly. Like, so thank you. Yeah. Because she's happier. Yeah. I'm happier. Thank you. Yeah. Because we were not on the right path. Yeah. And so change can be glorious. Glorious. It's difficult, difficult, difficult. And it's scary for sure. But uh, trust yourself. Keep two of us, two entrepreneurs uh, have been doing it for a long time. It, you're you're going to face a lot of it. Yep. In life and in business. Accept it. Yeah. Embrace it. So our lives um, are better because of it. That's yeah. For sure. So that was an episode that we didn't, I didn't plan to go that way. Well, I know it went, but I, you know, I'm happy we did. You know, yeah. I learned a little bit about There's you. There's no 10 step program here, Nick. No, absolutely not. It's that's the problem. That's what changed all about. There is no 10 step program, I think, for anything. No, you're right. Yeah. Even in the most locked-in 10-step programs, there's probably 11, 12, 15 steps. And well, what works for you doesn't necessarily work for 100%. me and vice versa, my man. So, all right. Well, listen, on that note, um, you know, we appreciate, we want to be authentic with you, be authentic with us, share share your thoughts, share the, the podcast, subscribe, like, rate, and... Uh, Find us where podcasts are being played, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Yeah. We're thank you for your time. Yeah. And until next time, keep being authentic. Weird from that angle. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> This is what I got to say.